Hey there, boys and girls. It's time for another edition of Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm Marty DeRosa. And we are back doing Chicago Artists this episode, part two of it. Chicago style. You got to say that, Chicago style. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, appropriation. Yes. Marty, you missed the, the, the first version of this, and yes. we're going to do an addendum so we can do your list. Of, yes. Uh, first things first. Congratulations, Marty DeRosa, for selling out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, finally deciding to become an adult like the rest of the people besides myself. Uh, so, oh, yeah, okay. You have a whole thing with marriage. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got engaged. Yeah. Uh, and Paul's. I approved. I don't know. Do you have issues with it? No, I, I might know, actually. I saw, I saw on your list you had a mar- uh, divorce song by Liz. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, you, you know. <laughs> You probably watch the sad movies. You probably watch that like marriage story all the time and just That's a great movie. fall asleep to it and you listen to Divorce Song by Liz I've never Fair. been married. I don't know. I just you think probably it's listen outdated. to uh that street song. <laughs> Dry your eyes, mate. Oh no that no 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 the pain is over. There's too many fish in the sea. You know that song? No. And he's like, I woke up and I got my coffee, but I'm all alone. You left now. It's so funny because we always joke around about how. Is it a, a Monty Python? No, bit? it's a street song about how him and his girl broke <laughs> up. And then he got the guy from uh, Coldplay to sing the, the chorus. Chris Barton? Yeah. And it's all just like, dry your eyes, mate. And it's like, <laughs> we can even have an open relationship if we must. I love it so much. And to our UK listeners, I'm so sorry for, <laughs> for my accent. Acne, but I think they'll like Acne it. episode. So um, yeah, listen, I I that's another show called Singles Only Podcast. Uh, I think marriage is an outdated institution, uh, but I feel like when you get married at later in life, you've already uh, you've already your brain is fully formed. So I, I think I approve. And I told you that when I found out, I approved. And uh, Sarah is a yeah. wonderful, wonderful human yes, being. I think you guys are going to be great. Thanks, You're a man. great match. Thanks. Um, we'll have to do an episode of. Yeah. Uh, I also told you. Songs. Uh, I also told you that uh, I'd been dealing with my my buddy who was in the hospital who yes. unfortunately passed away. And yes. I did tell you that I put together quite a mix for his uh, hospital room. I was DJing uh, for the so he was kind of uh, my buddy Rudy, uh, my best friend growing up. Went to a gazillion concerts together. We were talking about concerts. He corrected me uh, on one story I was telling, uh, but he had uh, some time in the hospital where he was awake and could talk, and then other times when he wasn't. And I'd play music all the time. I just brought in my my speaker, and we'd play music all the time. Um, if you have a friend who's uh, who's uh, knocked out by medicine, but you still want to get uh, um, a response, play some ska. He was popping, he was ah. tapping. It was very fun. Um, yeah, I was telling Sarah when we were there uh, a story, and I I got the venue wrong, and he corrected me. So it was very cool. What concert was it for? Uh, an Eels. He was at the Eels Park West show with You've me. Talked about it on the that on I've the, talked about the where show, it was the yeah. uh, the Eels with strings, where uh, the lead singer E told the um, Tori the Amos story yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the the cash register pissing her off and then pissing him off. Um, so yeah, we had talked about. Uh, I was asking him about a show at the Metro and stuff, and he goes, "No, no, it was Eels at the Park West because." There's another Eel show that I thought we'd went to at the Metro where when the show was over, they did an encore and then they did another encore. And then while they were breaking it down, he came back out and played to like 20 of us. It was crazy. It was like 
That was, was at Park West, though. No, no, that was at the that Metro. Was at Metro. That was at the okay. Metro. Because that was with the full band. The, gotcha. the orchestra stuff was at the Park West. We talked about the, the cash Desert with Tori Amos yes. episode on a, few, on a few episodes of the yeah. podcast. It's a good story. Yeah. It's a good music story. Yeah. Um, That's what we do here. We're Music Insiders. Yes. We had Kyle Scanlon sit in while you were out. How did Kyle uh, do? He did okay. okay. A little young, younger than our demographic. A little younger, a little yelly. Yeah. He didn't yeah. know who Liz Fair was. That's uh, okay. He did, but not as much as we do. We appreciate Listen, on the show. Everybody's different. Um, it was fun too, and it made me think about the podcast when I was putting together a play mix of of Rudy's, like the songs that I'll just like always remember him by, and a lot of them were those like Napster hits where it was oh, like, where oh, you don't know man. who it really was the artist. Was- yeah, or I had to do a little googling of like, <laughs> I think I know who that is. That's not um, Beck. Yeah, so it was great. A lot of uh, let's see, there was some uh, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Silver <sighs> Jews, um, uh, Eels. Um, he loves that Venus 55, that Red Wanting Blue by v- Red Wanting Blue is the band. Venus 55. Oh, is right, the right, song. right. That's his like all time favorite song. That's um, Red Wanting Blue is more of a that's like more a little a jam bandy, yeah. right? Yeah, that was on that was the Napster favorite, and that just found oh, its way on hilarious. every mixtape he ever made. Ohio band, um, I believe. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, what else was on there? I'm just trying to think off my head. Um, uh, no Counting tragically Crows. Tragically Hip. No Counting Crows. You would ask me because I had, I had told right. you that I have a buddy, my other buddy, John, who uh, claims that at his funeral, uh, Long <laughs> December, no matter when he dies, uh, Long December is to be played. Yes. And, uh, it's and, a rural requirement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't play it. No we, Counting we, Crows. We're saving it for... Uh, tragically for Hip him. is good, too. Tragically Hip. Yeah, he was a big Tragically Hip fan. Weaker Thans. Uh, you introduced me to the week. Yeah, bands. that was our band, man. We saw them at the Metro a couple times. They're a Canadian band, Canadian right? band yep, as yep. well. Uh, Clem Snide, big Clem Snide. Fan. You got me into Clem Joan, as well. Uh, Joan Jett of is a really, really great song. Um, well, yeah, we're, I'm sorry for your loss, Marty. But and, uh, you're back. I'm back, and uh, Kyle we'll, did we'll, a good job. The pandemic is is uh, at a stage now where we can have guests over. What freely. pandemic? Yeah. Paul's already Florida's number one stand-up comedian. Paul's already uh, he was past the pandemic uh, the third time he got COVID, I think. But I'm back and I'm uh, vaxxed and ready to go. And uh, we'll start having guests in yes. and we'll make this a, uh, a regular fun thing. Send us your mix at paulmartymix at gmail.com. If you have your Chicago artists, uh, send it to us. We uh, did one episode with Kyle Scanlon and myself. Uh, and I predicted on the episode. Actually, we did two versions, Marty, because yes. the first version got... Uh, deleted by accident so kyle scanlon and i had to redo the whole fucking thing that's but, like i think if you're going to do a podcast that needs to happen so i'm glad that i mean I, I, you yeah know, he has his own podcast but i think that's great that you got to experience that together where we you're like to- ah man <laughs> and then on the first one that got deleted we predicted what songs would be on your list and then you sent it to us and uh i was right about a couple things yes. um um, but I, I definitely knew Alkaline Trio would make make the list. Oh, for sure. And that and was a tough one figuring out which I, which uh, which one to go with. I definitely predict Wilco would be on, and I predicted yeah. uh, Liz Fair would be on. So I was yeah. pretty good. Which ones were the before we get into your mix? Yes. Uh, well, first, did you listen to my? Mix? I did. I did. And what are your thoughts? Um, well, we had one repeat. You and I did. We did. We both we both had uh, Runaway by Kanye West. Yeah. Well, you just gave it away. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, they're That's gonna right. know. They'll know. <laughs> it's no, I, yeah, I blew it. Um, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, sorry. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought you would have had Liz Fair. Uh, I wasn't sure about Kanye West. I could have went either way. Cause I yeah. felt like there was a couple different, like I almost went with the Lupe Fiasco song for my, my, I felt like I had to have a hip hop song on there. Yeah. I was kind of like looking at my mix and I'm like, I got to do this. 
Um, there was a couple other ideas that I had floating around. But, yeah, I thought you'd have Wilco and Liz Fair for sure. And I didn't put pumpkins because you and I just did. I felt like pumpkined out. We've done, yeah. We did a pumpkins yes. mix. I, I addressed it on the podcast. I yeah. said, look, we've already covered them so much on this episode. Yeah, I felt, show. I felt a little pumpkined out, so I was yeah. unable to uh, bring myself to putting any of those on there. I mean, very well could have put some on there. Um, and I thought uh, you, you had a couple that I, I expected you to have some Chicago bands that I either had heard of or artists that I had heard of, but I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. Um, Andrew Bird and, and, uh, the Freddie Jones band both are like, I'm sure I've been around them. I've been, you never yeah. like meet somebody and you're like, Oh my God, we probably both went to the same bar at the same time. We right. just didn't know each other back then. Um, that's how I feel like with the, with some of these bands who might've played at like festivals I went to and stuff like that. Um, bands that I'm I'm very are I'm very well aware of their existence. I just don't know like if I've ever really right. invested myself in them all that much. Freddie Jones was like a big part of my uh, growth as a musician. Ooh. They they were huge. I talked about it on the podcast already, and uh, it was fun to talk to go there. I forgot to put Rachel Yamagata on my list, which yeah. was the only regret I had. Chance the Rapper almost made mine as well. Yeah, um, but that's it. But. So My favorite chant song is that is the, the one that he does with the uh, the the chef guy who's who hosts Fuck That's Delicious on Vice uh, Action Bronson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. I chant like song. the. Could same I have put drugs. that on here? Perhaps yeah. I could have put that on here. Yeah. Ah, well, I know it's hard with Chicago, I know. And, and it's funny because Marty, when we were talking or doing this, I thought we already did this episode. That's how bad COVID has fucked up my brain. I know, and then I I, I can't I, believe we never did this. Yeah, I know, um, and a lot of. Stand it. A lot of artists that didn't make the cut on your list. I thought you would have Lawrence Arms on there. You know, I don't have any other songs that I super okay. duper love, and I felt like it's it's just kind of like putting together a starting lineup uh, or a perfect Survivor Series team back in the back in the eighties. <laughs> um, you know, there there's certain everyone has a role. Who's right, going to start right. the show? And I had already filled my my pop punk point guard, uh, the Alkaline Trio. So unfortunately, I didn't get any of those uh, those Lawrence Arms songs in there, but. Um, you know, there's, they're great. They're fun. They they make really fun videos too, and they're still making really yep. great videos, which is a lost art form. And smoking popes, I thought you would have them on there. Um, you know what? Um, or kill Hannah or kill, disturbed. I tell you what, you, when you talk about kill Hannah, that reminds me of JBTV so much. Uh, and I know Paul does not like uh, when I mention JBTV. <laughs> he always rolls his eyes at me. But <laughs> there were just so many Chicago bands that I'm so familiar with like Kill Hannah and, yeah. and, and so many others, just because I would just, I've seen so many of their videos. Uh, did you ever see Kill Hannah live? Yes, I have. They're pretty I good. Did. I did. Uh, good I, guys too. I saw them like right at the end of their set or whatever. And it was very cool. And very, I like when a show's over and it's like, Whoa, what the fuck happened here? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're you get very familiar with a lot of these bands when you're just kind of like in that bubble. And that's the same thing like with your mix with like Freddie Jones. I think I've seen their name on flyers for yeah. the last 20 years of my life. Right. You know, they were they were a big part of my childhood or, or co- you know, college. We fucking went to every show. I, tra- I traveled with them. Um, Veruca Salt, uh, Urge Overkill, Material Issue. All those yeah. were ones that almost made the cup. So I just felt like Material eh. Issue. I, I like Material Issue. Uh, that was one of those like UCDs that I couldn't believe it was at the store. I heard yeah, like I like think like Valerie loves me. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way they have Material Issue. And I'm like, oh, my God, you have a Material Issue here. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, Veruca Salt, real good. Veruca Salt had like, man, just that moment where I thought they were just the coolest because they weren't the number one, but they were just like, <gasps> I thought they were so cool. I thought they were. So, I was like in love with them yeah. too. 
I had I knew a guy who said he dated Louise, I believe. Uh, or Louise, wait, who's the dark haired one? Louise. I don't know. Yeah, because the other one had the uh, the solo career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who who her and Liz Fair both went that route. Right. Where they tried to uh, I think it was Nina. Nina Cherry. That no no Nana. <laughs> that's Nana Cherry. Nana Cherry. Uh, but anyway, speaking of Liz Fair. Speaking of Liz Fair, I'm starting off real you strong. You came in I with came guns in. a blazing. Guns a blazing. I, I, first Paul, song again. You went with divorce song, which is a great same song album off a great album, uh, Exile and Guyville, and this is uh, this is six one, just a great song, and it starts just awesome. And this is how you start a mixtape. It starts the album. Yeah, which it should, and it should start every mixtape. Ooh, baby. This is so good. So Look at that. You're not going to let that song breathe anymore. You're already going to have those lyrics. But here we go. Still not yet. Unbelievable. Liz, you're it's just making album, us wait. First song. This is great. We're, we're talking 30 seconds in. Listen to all the harmonies she created. But also just that right away. So here's what she's, here's what I, so I love watching people like this. I've never really thought about this, but like, you know, like people will be experts on somebody and they'll, they'll speak about somebody or whatever. But most of the time it's like these people have died. They're like, oh, I'm the, I'm the expert on JFK. I speak about JFK or whatever. And um, I forgot that there's this, uh, this beat generation documentary Um and it's so funny because there's a scene in there where uh, there's this guy named, do you know who Gregory Corso is? No. So he's like one of the beat generation poets, but like you don't know about him. He's the one who's, and he's mad about it. He's not happy that he's not, he's not Pearl Jam Nirvana. I'm trying to think, if I could think of a van, of a band, he is. So it's like you've got Pearl Jam, Nirvana. To compare him to right, in the right, beat generation. Right, right, right. So he's like... Um, you know, he's like uh, the side project, right? Of, or the band that like they all were like, oh, like the Melvins, like yeah. maybe like the Melvins or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And and in this documentary, he's salty, and uh, and like one of the guys was like, oh, we were all on uh, Jeopardy as one of the answers, and he's like, I bet I wasn't one of the answers. <laughs> but there, there's a guy who's uh, giving this uh, dissertation about like what he thinks all this is about, and he just looks at him like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I don't know why I was thinking about that when I was ready to hypothesize like. The beginning of this where so Liz Fair is going like, I bet you fall in bed every night with a different girl. So here's what I think she's already doing. She's already softening up guys like you and me who are going to listen to this and be like, yeah, I do do that, man. And then she's going to turn it around, fucking stick it to you. you. And like, you know, just it's it's one of those albums where I was familiar with Liz Fair because, again, in Chicago, XRT, you can't not be familiar with Liz Fair. But. Uh, I was always like, okay, what's her deal? What's her deal? And I would always read in the music magazines or in books, you really got to listen to the whole album. It's this it's this response album to the Rolling Stones, and it really tackles. Guyville. Yeah, yeah. Exile Main, Main Street. And yeah. it tackles all this, all these issues and everything. Toxic masculinity yeah. before it was an issue. This is and 1992, people. I'm telling you, I was like. Or 1991. Interesting. And I, and I gave it a listen. And it just was like, oh, wow. It all just made sense. It's so cool. It's one of those albums you can really nerd out and get into and read articles about. And there's been a million articles yeah. and podcasts. And she's talked about it. And it's really interesting. I said to on the episode, where because I, I had the divorce song, although I love 612. This is a great album. Great album one way around. Yeah. And people that need to know, if you listen to the album side by side, each song is a direct response to XL and Mainstream. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. It is. But yeah. um 
so many people, like even Kyle, was like not familiar with how important she was in putting female rockers mm-hmm. on the fucking map. Sure. Like there would not be a Lucy Dacus or a Phoebe Bridgers without a Liz Fair. And and I think I think Phoebe said said that. Yeah. Get an interview. Yeah. Like and I mean there was uh yeah, there was just and then just in Chicago alone, like the She the, was the shit. There were these, you know, she was coming up the same time as the Smashing Pumpkins and then there was this whole issue about art and commerce and are they selling out yeah. who's this who does she did she pay her dues and she you know right really interesting stuff read her, bi- her autobiography or her memoir courtney love was it. floating around chicago yeah. at the time like this was a really really interesting uh time in uh, in chicago music courtney love toured with nirvana when they came here and they stayed at the they were upstairs at the metro there's a whole yeah. story well, but courtney love was hanging out in bucktown back in right. the day and and there were run-ins and stuff. It's very interesting. You need to read uh, the Liz Fair book. You need if you don't if you haven't already, go fucking listen to Exile in Guyville. Yeah, from beginning here's, here's to what end. you do. Here's what you do. Uh, have you your computer handy. Stones. Have your computer handy. No, you don't listen. To the, don't even need to have your computer handy. Uh, and have the lyrics up. Yes. Get real high and just make an afternoon of it, yeah. and you're gonna really enjoy it. And then when you're done, then write down notes. I got to find out who that's about. Yeah, she did. She did it on like basically a. It's so raw in the four track system. I mean, she actually went into a studio, but like the raw version of it. When we have Joe Shannon from Metro on the on the podcast, he'll he'll talk about that because I'm sure he will have. Can't wait this song on there. And I did. And just to clarify, people, we did have a Chicago episode, but it was. Our guest, yes, uh, James Van Osdel did the Chicago, Chicago Legends. We didn't do ours, so yes. But uh, speaking of Chicago Legends, let's keep the list going. Song number two, yeah, yeah, Alkaline Trio, <laughs> Stupid Kid. This is just real good. I gotta hear. I can't wait to hear what you thought of this song. So this is Stupid Kid by Alkaline Trio. This was uh, from Here to Infirmary, one of my favorite albums of theirs. Was this the hit? This was this was the, the first big video. Okay. I remember when this was on 120 Minutes. I was very proud of them. Very proud of them. Uh, so, Paul, what did you think of I, Stupid Kid by the Alkaline Trio? I actually, it's funny because I liked it. I like yeah, the song. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's very catchy. I wanted to go as what I thought was like mainstreamy enough and catchy enough to get you and musically enough like because although they're a punk band i, like the I think they musically did some to. pretty cool stuff in that so what'd you think i liked it i think they're very i think it's a catch it's very power i mean it's it is your point guard as you yeah. say of the of the of the scene and I, I like the song i'm i'm looking at it right now on my list and i'm like do i am i gonna put it on my uh workout list my my, Ooh, my main baby. list and i think i am i there think it's go. gonna make it because yeah. your other song, when we get to it, did another song on your list I put on my, oh, nice. my 69 oh, song. Oh, I know mix. you did. Yeah, yeah. I know. But yeah, this is just a great song by a great band. It's great. And, I, and it, when they were just like, re- they were just like, oh, such a fun band to watch back What year then. was this? Um, I can't even remember. I'm thinking like 2002 maybe, okay. but I could be very wrong. That's all right. We yeah. can, people can look it up. We're not. We're not experts in that field. We're yeah. just experts on I've the music, never been that kind of guy to write that stuff down. I just wanted I want to get an idea. It was in the two thousands and uh this was the first video. Wow. Did yeah. you see it on JBTV? Um I'm sure they played it, but I rem- I do remember just seeing it on uh I remember seeing it on 120 minutes. And that's the thing too that like, you know, you just have to be back in that time to really appreciate it. But 
when your when your band would get on like MTV, that was still like a real big deal. Yeah. So I believe t- I believe from here to Infirmary was in two thousand one. Okay. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, when your band would have a video, it was just like whoa. Like I remember there's specific bands that I saw on. 120 minutes that, that I'd already been fans of that was just like, okay, yeah. here we go. This is it. And um, yeah, that's how I felt for, uh, for Alkaline Trio. It's funny. I shit on the power punk scene often. And, uh, and the songs that you've introduced me to, I've ended up liking like, yeah. I, but I mean, it's like, look, the, the, the fallout boys and all that stuff. I just think that they were just, they were so saturated on the market sure. and they were so commercialized that it makes you, for me, at least, it just kind of turned me off the scene. But yeah. the alkaline songs that you've alkaline trio songs you've introduced me to, I've liked. Oh, I appreciate. Would that. I get their tattoo? I don't know. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah. If you were, then you would have maybe. <laughs> but um, they are very good, and uh, and it's um, it is what it is. And and Kyle wasn't familiar with the story yeah. of uh, me uh, turning down plain white tees and Fall yeah. Out Boy for management duties. Well, you know, we all make mistakes. Well, I, again, in my defense, we didn't do all ages shows. Yeah, but and these were all ages yeah. shows. These okay. were as, as all ages no as to be could made. get. Um, and these were, again, some of the Fireside Bowl shows. Right. Uh, if you're a big Alkaline Trio fan, there, and I mentioned on the podcast, there's a what was supposed to be a four-part documentary on YouTube. There's only three parts. the The guy never did the last part, but the first three are <laughs> fantastic. It was like a cliffhanger where they're like, "On the next episode," and then you're like, no, oh, it was basically did. just like you know. And then we were getting ready to release that album, and then it stops. Like I just, I would love the end of it. Yeah, uh, I would. If it's one of those things where it's like, I would love to just, uh, if I had the the money and the know how, I would just be like, let's just finish this documentary because <laughs> it's so good. They have footage I've never seen before. They have footage what's of the, them. What's it called? Or it's, what's it I, it, it's an alkaline trio. Is it just trio. about alkaline yeah, trio? Yeah, it's just an alkaline trio documentary. Okay. I can't. I don't know what it's called. You'll see what? it because it's old and it's three parts, and it'll say like part one of four, two of four, three of four. There's no four of four, <laughs> um, which is wild. I love maybe, it. That way maybe almost. they did it purposely. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was watching uh, Chicago PD. Uh, this I was catching up on this season because uh, that's what I do during the pandemic. I, I haven't even watched that show of parts I didn't get. I I, I I've watched the episodes yeah. that I didn't get. Um, and they have a scene uh, in one episode. This se- this most recent season, they have Fireside Bowl. Yeah. And I was like, why do I? Why does this look familiar? Yeah. And they did the outside of it, and then it says Fireside Bowl, uh-huh. and then the inside. Too. Like you know, sometimes they just do the yeah outside. the exterior interior. But I was like, holy shit, that's pretty fucking. I have noticed inside. that they've done that for. Uh, uh, for places, I have to get a drink. So yeah, tell yeah. everybody about the Fireside Bowl, Paul. Fireside Bowl is the venue where uh, it's a bowling alley, but they had the uh, all ages shows uh, back in the day where people can um, can go see um, can go see all ages shows. You really couldn't do them anywhere else at the time. Uh, in the city proper, Metro I don't know. did. Yeah, and there, um, but there were like because that's why a lot of punk was out in the suburbs at VFW halls and Knights of Columbus halls. Well, there was other venues too that, that yeah. they did it. Um, there was just no money to be made. Do you remember made. what that music venue was in like Chicago Heights? Uh, Off the wall or something? Medusa's? I don't know. No, I know what you're like, talking about. Yeah. I think there they was both, a they few. had mostly punk bands there. If you know, let us know. What's the email? Uh, PaulMartyMakes at gmail.com. There you, you go. can also, uh, there was also uh, Bee Kitchen started doing all ages shows. A lot of people started doing them like on Sundays during or the early. day. Or early. Yeah, or early. The problem was with those shows, it was just like, it was the insurance that you needed for those as a promoter. It was just not worth it. Sure. But, but what what shows did crush always, <laughs> and I talked about a lot of the episode when Marty you were gone, yeah. was Wilco. Yeah, and I've said it before, top twenty shows that I if you go to back to the top twenty concerts of my life, I would say five of them were Wilco. Wow, cool. And uh, your pick 
is definitely one of the greatest songs yes. of all Thank time. Thank you. Thank you. Did you know what Wilco song I was going to pick? Uh, if you gave me a multiple choice, I would have remembered this okay. one. Yeah. And, I I'll, knew you were and gonna... I'll tell a story about yeah. that. So here's a little misunderstood by Wilco. You could talk about it during I mean, the intro. Everything it's a long about this song is just so cool. And it, encapsul- it encapsulates all of how cool this band is. And if you watch the documentary, uh, is that the documentary called I'm Trying to Break Your Heart? Yeah. So the documentary I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, it really shows like how musical this band is and, and just like the layers of sound and everything. Then you go back and you listen to a song like Misunderstood and it just all is like, oh yeah, of course you made this song because you make all your stuff like this. This is such a like example of like just everything that Wilco does. You're getting all this weird sound. Then it's going to just cut and then it's just Jeff Tweedy cool lyrics. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is... Uh they say this song is about Jay Farrar from Uncle Tupelo, uh, Sunvolt 2, and there's a whole story about that as well. But, like, right God, here, it's damn. just, this is just like some of the coolest stuff. And then there's uh, a, a really great country artist named Eric Church who he covered this, co- kind of covered it. It's well, a, he, he addressed he like it. Yeah, we talked it. about he, it another like inspired, episode. Yeah, Mr. 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 Misunderstood. This. Mr. Misunderstood I've had yeah. on there, yeah. No, you've had this. Uh, oh, oh, also? Well, yeah. Well, maybe. But I just love this song so much. Such a good song. Such a great artist. And the movie uh, shows you, that's when Jay Bennett was in the band. That was Summer Teeth. And then being there, yeah. the whole. But it really it really just like gives you an idea of like, oh, that's, of course, this is, you know, what you sound like and everything. And I think it's just such a cool look into an artist that's just like, yeah, the reason why it's so cool is because we obsess over it. And here's us obsessing yeah. over it to like, when you're in the theater, you're just like, who fucking cares? Right. But it's like, no, they care. And that's why the weird thing sounds, well, that's stop at a certain moment and not keep going and stuff. It, it's it, just all art. It's, it's all, all perfectly designed. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the, the, I'm trying to break my, that's actually the album was Yankee Foxtrot. Oh, but, that's right. That's but, right. But, but being there, this is on being there. And then uh summer teeth before that, that's, you see the evolution of Wilco yeah. and Jay, Those, Jeff Tweedy taking control. And there's a line in the when they fire Jay Bennett and they t- interview Jay Bennett, rest in peace. He um, he said that what Jeff told him was like, I'm in the middle and you guys are all little pieces that yeah. come out of this molecule. Yeah. But I think Jay Bennett in in I'm sorry, I think Tweedy after being there with this song and, and all the, the effects and everything. They evolve into this new Wilco, yeah. Which, which is uh, what you see on Yankee Foxtrot. You see all yeah. that stuff. Summer Teeth is still my favorite album, which is before being there. But yep, Misunderstood is, and it's, and that's when they have a two part EP, the two albums. Mm-hmm. If you buy the the the, the CDs, mm-hmm. and this was the first song on the first. Album. Yeah, I got, I got. Um, Did you get it on Napster? No, no. Believe before that, I got it on like a CD club. Like I was a member of some CD club. Did this and count as one or two albums? You remember? It was two, nice. but I remember, um, I remember being like, uh, I should check out Wilco, and I because I had heard a couple songs yeah. on XRT, got them both, and it was very different than what I was into at the time. It was very much more, uh, you know, it wasn't heavy, it wasn't no. grunge, it was just kind of like thoughtful, thought provoking yeah, music. But I really dug it, and I, I'm, it's one of those that I'm proud of myself that I see, I, I was able to seek out on my own. As far as like just hearing it on the yeah. radio and being like, oh, like that. And I saw their video 
uh, where they're skydiving. Oh, n- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's out of mind, out of sight. Yeah, out of yeah, out of sight. Yeah, out of sight. Out of sight, out of mind. They had two and, different uh, versions of that song too. Yeah. One's a country version. It's I so remember cool. um, uh, our buddy Toby McMullen was like, "I have the most amazing idea for a pup video. Pup makes these great yeah, videos." Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what is it? And he told me, he's like, they're going to jump out of the plane and be playing their instruments. I'm like, oh, Wilco did that. And he's like, fuck, <laughs> which is such a like artist thing to be like, I've got the greatest idea. And someone's like, it's already been done. Yeah. So I told him, still do it. It'll be great. <laughs> um, but that was my uh, that was my uh, my third song by well, Wilco. Wilco. Uh, and we talked about it on the episode. You weren't here. It's funny because Freddie Jones man and Uncle Tupelo were the rival bands when I was uh, yes. in college. And my fraternity was all from Belleville, and they all were like, Uncle Tupelo. I'm like, no, Freddie Jones is going to make it. And then Uncle Tupelo broke up and made two of the greatest albums, like uh, Sunvolt came yeah. first, and then Wilco AM. Wow. They fucking blew up. And then Freddie Jones got signed to uh, Capricorn Records, and they subsequently uh, got dropped, and, yeah. and, and the band broke up. So you're saying you won? I lost. You, you lost or you won? No, I lost because Wilco. I was the Freddie Jones. Oh, side. you were I was team a Fred Freddie head. Jones. Team Fred Head. Oh, I love that. But um, anywho, <laughs> the next song on your list. I just wanted to, you know. Yeah, no, that's great. You, you I gotta, thought that was. I thought you were going to tell a story to make that you were on the right side. I was on the wrong side. You I know it. you got to be honest. You know, we're nothing like if it. not honest on this podcast. Listen, we've all been there. We've all we've all picked the wrong. We've all been on the wrong horse, yeah. as they say. You can't say you can't win them all. You know, no. you can't say every show I've never bombed. It would be so funny. And I bet there are, like, especially with the internet and just, like, some little kid who's just, like, Pitchfork has always just told me what to do. You know, I've always just listened to Pitchfork and had these, like, opinions yeah. about music. And it's like, okay. Right, like they, right, To never have, like, an embarrassing phase. Or maybe for them the embarrassing phase is they're just, like, you know, like, oh, I liked, you know. Who, the artist or Pitchfork? The, the kid who grew up with <laughs> yeah, only yeah, yeah. Pitchfork. Or maybe had, like, older brother. Like, because if you had, like, an insider brother or sister who was, like, don't listen to that, listen to this. Yeah. You might be robbed of some great, I was like, embarrassing, of, like, you know, yeah. I, you know, if my brother was a music insider, I don't know if I would have had this relationship I have with new metal. Right. <laughs> well, that's a bad <laughs> thing. But, like, I was I was robbed of, of appreciating such good artists like uh, Bruce Springsteen. Like, my yeah. brother just never got into him. And then I, later in life, I, I discovered him. But, like, yeah, the, the one thing about Wilco, like you said, is they're just mellow. It's like, I, you know, when you, when you go to a new venue and they're like what do you want to go up to and mm-hmm. i'm like i start thinking of all my favorite bands i'm like none yeah. of these will work i'm like yeah, yeah you're I'm not just... gonna come up to like <laughs> can you come up to misunderstood yeah. uh, heavy metal drummer that might be okay all right let's play my next song this here. song you do come up kanye i think comes up uh most people come up to this uh, artist well this one starts this not is this the one, one where it's like the sound guy you when you start hearing this and you're like it's don't i'm gonna, I'm gonna it. be on stage by the time they're done playing <laughs> the uh piano here so this is this. I had this on my, my yeah. List this hit me on multiple levels because great video, really cool video. Uh, he great did the song SNL on its own, too, yeah. But that SNL, that's where I tell got you me. what. I watched that and uh, man, I was just yawned when I watched it, and I was like, "What's going on?" It felt so cool because it felt like you're not supposed to do this on Saturday Night Live. Like you have to, you have to follow the rules, and yeah. he didn't, and it was very cool. Since then, I think multiple people have tried to do it, and he's tried to do it. I'll do it himself or whatever. But um, I just thought this is just like again. Go watch that episode of uh, SNL with Kanye doing Runaways. He's, yeah, he's been on it a few times. But that just, one was a good one. It's just one of those where it's like, just like with with some of the Wilco stuff, where you're just watching like somebody who is super creative and they're using every tool at their fingertip. There, yeah. There's the idea of like 
simplicity is like out the window and they're just like, what else can I do? And, and you know, this is like, like uh, pet sounds and stuff. Like, it's just like, everything is at my fingertips. I'm going to use everything at my fingertips. We're going to get super anal retentive about like that hi-hat. Is it too loud? Is it too soft? Like, I, I love that. Done. I yeah, love Yeah, the that. echo uh, echo chambers on stuff. I mean, the guy is fucking genius. And it's funny because um, I didn't realize how Kid Cudi, you know, we were we were schooled by Clark Jones when he came in and yes. told us about the Kid Cudi yeah. reference or, of influence. And... Um, what I think is going to happen now with this next Kanye album, now that he's got fucking, I mean, he's going to create either the greatest album of all time or he's oh, going to. Because he's divorced. I mean, he's just had a couple crazy years, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah. I mean, who knows? He ran for president <laughs> and everybody hated him again. Yeah. No, I mean, but remember this like, album, everyone hated like him. like all that stuff. Like I, when you said that, it's already gone. Like I already forgot about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, and I, I he's hope, due for an album. I I hope. Uh, I think it's gonna be great. You know, I hope he just is uh, as creatively free and open as he wants to be, and and everyone lets him do his thing, and he takes care of himself. But uh, yeah, it's a lot <laughs> of pressure to put on somebody to be like, oh, your life's fucked up. You better do the best art you've or, ever done in your life. Well, the second option it's gonna be is it's gonna be like Chinese democracy, where this album's yeah. never gonna see the light I mean, of day. <laughs> That or, could be the case, or, or, it'll be or it could be an in bloom thing, where or in a uh, utero, where he's like, "Fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want to do," and a lot of you won't like it. Chinese democracy, for those who don't know, is uh, the Guns and Roses album that finally came out finally. twenty years later. But they had ba- he had basically long awaited Axel would Axel talk Rose, about it yeah. in interviews, and it was just like fire his coming old, out real soon, yeah. coming out real soon. Well, it, it was done, and then he'd Didn't go it get back leaked and, or something. Well, different versions of it yeah. got leaked. Different he fired his band a few times. <laughs> Guns and Roses is touring again. I think they're they're headlining some of the the festivals um, coming out. Yeah, it's interesting. Where I was watching a thing about uh, with Slash. Uh, Motley Crue, uh, Vince Neil's having a tough time. He's he was supposed to get in shape. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the big problem. Is and and a lot of people. I was talking to Sarah about this, and I watched the. Um, I watched some Metallica interviews the other day because I was I was during COVID I got super into watching live Metallica concerts because there was a moment where they were just like fucking insane. They were so good. Like when that Black album came out, yeah. they were just the most. And you'd see them play like in Russia for like a hundred thousand people. Like this is available right, on YouTube. Right. It's so insane to watch. So I'm watching it and I'm just like, God, they're so wild. And then I was like listening to an interview with like Jason Newstead, and it was a recent one, and he was like he's in a real cool place with everything. And he's just like, he's like physically, I can't even do it anymore. So that's kind of like my body told me like, you can't go back to Metallica, even if it was pro, even if it was offered to you because he's like physically my body, like these metal guys are like NFL players where their bodies are just destroyed. He's like, yeah. my na- I can't hold those guitars in my hands anymore. Like well, there's he, that's how banged up he is. Listen, I, I don't mean to say I get it, but I only played guitar in bands for, uh, 10 15 years yeah. and not like not headbanging not every, headbanging night, every not, night yeah but i have permanent damage to my yeah. shoulder from carrying that guitar which yeah. is 10 15 and pounds those guys did it for twice as long yeah way harder than me yeah and, and it's uh, it's kind of like wrestlers where a lot of wrestlers have their necks fused and it's yeah. like a lot of these metal guys have their necks fused and stuff and it was like Really interesting. Well, it's fun to watch. There's some sh- some bands you'll see that they have like this neck brace, yeah, guitar hold. You're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to see that. It, it's like, like uh, can you just not do it for the one hour of the, the show? The cameraman at uh, WGN 
when uh, I was working on Pat's show, they would all wear these like vest things. Oh, basically, yeah. it's like no pressure on them whatsoever. It's yeah, like yeah, as yeah. light as a feather now, but back then it was like you'd have to carry like a 50 pound thing for three hours or something. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, it's just interesting to see. But they're behind the camera. Do you see the difference? What? <laughs> they're behind the camera. They're behind the they're camera. They're holding the camera. Yeah. But you don't want to see that when yeah. you go to a concert. Yeah. But I thought it was just, uh, just really cool and you can check that out but i just love when bands are just like did, firing on all cylinders did you uh did you watch the motley crew documentary oh, that's what you're talking about vince neal i'm so sorry I'm yeah, like, yeah. Where, where was i talking yeah, yeah. about uh <laughs> but basically uh uh i think it's the rock feed he's a good a good youtube follow real quick too they're like two minute videos but back during uh during covid they were like hey you got to get in shape we're gonna do this tour but you right. got to get in shape and uh and he apparently was like Oh yeah, I will. And he was like, "I'm gonna take a boxing, and I'm gonna do all this stuff." But somebody said they just saw him, and he had to like just cancel a show right like halfway. Th- I don't know what I don't know how many songs, and I shouldn't say halfway through. But basically, uh, he just couldn't physically do it. He couldn't sing. He was he lost his wind and was just like, "Sorry, I'm I'm done." Well, the 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 documentary where they have actors playing the roles of the guys. You saw that one too on mm-hmm. Netflix. I mean. That's the a biopic. Fu- yeah, it's really funny. Really like, funny. I really, thought it was pretty well done. And um, I'm not a huge one. Like, I should have done all the time. But. Machine Gun Kelly was great in it. He played Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, it was great. It, I mean, it's just one of those things, too, where it's like, I showed Sarah, I'm like, do you remember Motley Crue or whatever? And she's like, kind of, but not really. So I was like, check this out. So she saw like what Vince Neil looks like now. And then I'm like, here's an old picture of him. And she's just like, oh, my God. Like. Those guys were just beautiful. And, oh, what? And they See, I never so got it. Cool. I never understood that. But yeah. in the in the show, in the biopic or whatever, they make it sound like he was like this. I mean, obviously he's a musician too, yeah. but I didn't realize he was that attractive to women. Because yeah. I think of him as the fat fuck that you know, we see. You know, well, you got to get that out of your head. Um, <laughs> you need to watch. Have you ever watched any of those Decline of Western Civilization no. documentaries? All you need to do is watch part two. Part one and part three are about like homeless kids and and punks in LA and stuff like that. But, uh, but part two is all about hair metal and, and heavy metal and that LA culture in the, you know, in the well, 80s. I was from, and it's amazing. It's I, I, that whole scene was, I do remember reading about that. Also, that's like pre just before our time when yeah. guns and roses was fucking blowing up. I remember, yeah. uh, when you, um, I got into I got into them in high school later, but it was after they they'd already put out Appetite and all that yeah. stuff. But um, Molly Crew, the Doctor Feelgood thing. Um, I mean, I remember listening to that yeah. record all Another the time. Another really great on YouTube VH1 uh, when when it might have been hair metal ruled the world, and it's another great little documentary uh, just about all these bands, and then eventually like. You know, your your Metallicas and Guns N' Roses were just like, nah, man, jean jackets and black t-shirts and long hair, that's what it's all about. And then the glam bands kind of went away, and then grunge really killed them off. Who were the who were the heavy metal bands from Chicago that were, uh, other than Disturbed, I guess their closest thing to hard rock, were, wasn't there like any heavy metal scene here? I don't God, think so. God, I don't think so. Um, uh, Milwaukee of- had... Um, like a um, one of those like uh, industrial bands, okay. But I can't think of now. There's really no metal band that Chicago, uh, unless we're. I mean, I mean, somebody. I think the only thing I can think of is Disturbed, and they yeah, weren't really that's heavy like metal. New metal. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't really. I, I, if they were, it was one of those like, oh man, we thought they were going to be the next big thing, but it just didn't happen. I don't know, but Cheap Trick was hard rock. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just talking from rock metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking metal or hair metal. Like, could you imagine hair like metal, some yeah. Chicago like 
They yeah, could. It was got an LA some, thing. Uh, airliner. I, there wasn't eyeliner. even New York. Uh, New York didn't even have hair metal. Yeah, it was, it was yeah all they all LA. and everybody just LA. went to LA yeah. for that, and it was it was Brittany wild. Fox. There were so many. Um, yeah, that that uh, decline of Western civilization part two is just insane. It's such Where a fun. Where can people find that? So it's available all over. You can Netflix. Just, it, it might not be Netflix. One I think it's on streaming. Apple. Okay. I don't know. And you can all, and always. Here's the other thing too, and this is my big thing. You can probably get it on DVD for like five bucks. Everything is five bucks on DVD now, and it's just like just grab any old movie. I hadn't seen this movie, The Wildlife. The Wildlife with Chris Penn. I hadn't seen it. It was from like '84. It's so wild. Never saw it. Couldn't find it on any streaming thing. And I'm just like, what if? And I went on and just got the DVD for like ten bucks on Amazon. I got it. Uh, eBay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're everywhere. Check it out. All right. Your last song, Marty. Yeah, baby. You love this song. I bet it's the coolest. You've mentioned Robbie Folks on the show, yes. and I and I love that you're a fan of his because it doesn't fit into the image of of uh, of a young Marty DeRosa. So he was not born in Illinois, but Chicago is considered his home. his home for sure. They have adopted him from Pennsylvania, I believe. Um, he's an XRT guy. They'll play him every once in a while on XRT. Every and, once, every all the time. Well, now all the time, but back in the day, every once in a while. And uh, I remember hearing this song and just being like, whoa, 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 stop everything. Who is this? Like, I was ready to call the radio station, which I had never done in the history of my life to be mm-hmm. like, who the fuck was that? He and, is from um, York, Pennsylvania. And they said who he was. And um, and then all of a sudden I hear this song and uh, let me play it. This is uh, the perfect getting ready to go out song, as I like to call it. <laughs> this is Let's Kill Saturday Night by Robbie Folks. Could have started with this too. Ah, I think you did that. But right. I think this is the right way to end it. This is the credits in the movie you're rolling. Well, a dollar I make is a buck I owe. And a 40 hour week leaves 10 to blow. But every game in this town is just a nigga. So Sarah has Such a really a great uh, Robbie Fold story where he. Um, he was going to be a guest on, um, I think it was the late live show. Uh, our buddies were doing like a, a late night talk show yeah. in Chicago, and it was going real late. And uh, let me just see if that chorus is kicking. Uh, let's give a little of that. But anyway, uh, and they got him to be the musical guest. Wow. He plays all over, play at the hideout a lot. Uh, he had like an open date there that he would play all the time. But uh, Sarah was saying it was getting late and everybody was getting real tired and just kind of like, oh. She said he went up and just got everybody like Where energy was up at, at Second City. Second City. Okay. Energy up, everybody focused. She was just like, I've never seen anybody just yeah. go He's up and just blow everyone away. And everybody was just like, we were lucky to be in this room to see this guy perform. Um, it, it's amazing. And, and you see it in comedy too, where. Uh, Something's just not going right, uh, whether it's a concert or what. You know, I used to do a lot of live shows where you have three, four bands on a showcase. And it's like, eh, And nobody knows why sometimes. It's, it's just not a working weird thing. well. And then the headliner or whoever is up, and they're just fucking pros. I mean, we call it flipping the room. Yeah. And it's, to me, it's one of the most impressive. That's like, if you want to get my attention as a comedian, 
that's when I'm like, oh, so and so gotten has gotten a little better. They just flipped this room here. It's it's fun to to see it happen, and and I saw I witnessed it a lot during the pandemic, where you could tell people that have taken this time to fucking grow, or also legends who've returned, like mm-hmm. yourself, Marty. Thank you. And they uh, <laughs> they come and fucking flip the room, and I, and uh, I got to tell you, it's it's amazing to see. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to, for these people who uh, it feels special. It's like a, like I was saying with Sarah in this the story. Yeah. When you're in a, especially a, a group of people and somebody is doing something and it is like, oh, this is like a moment. Yeah. And hopefully everybody listening has had musical experiences like that. They've gone to concerts or even just like you're driving, something's going on in your life. The right song hits at the right time or something. Yeah. And it's just like, boom, that's a moment. He's uh he's awesome. I I do want to see him in concert. I know you said you had tickets. We to were see supposed him. to. Uh, we were going to see him in, in the at the collectivo coffee in milwaukee has a little back room and he was going to play oh, in there wow. um, i was so i know exactly excited. where that yeah. is because i did a show in yeah. milwaukee and i went to that collectivo and uh it's beautiful it's, it's outside. so cool yeah it's a fucking and, uh, cool area and um the it got postponed and moved and postponed and moved and i think now it just got canceled so it was a bummer was the band you're thinking about from milwaukee garbage because they're not really heavy no no money. no that's a madison band okay. that's grunge no i wouldn't Verve? i wouldn't call them okay. uh, a, a metal band at okay. all no way but that they're, they're uh, you're gonna lose they were, your you're gonna lose your music. I said they're heavy metal. I, I mean that. they're hard rock, but yeah. I don't would. even know if you call them. I think they're just a good old fashioned punk band. Well, that's just grunge. A, that's a creation influence. Yeah, for sure. That he just Butch yeah. Vig just created yeah, that yeah. out of uh, super yeah. band. Paul's but. trying to get it back. Paul's trying to get back that. Come that. On, listen, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I I just don't. I just I can't remember. There was a. There was a Metallica cover band called Beatallica sure. from Milwaukee. We, we, we used to book at Chushan Boy Productions who murdered. They, they were a fucking really good yeah. Metallica cover band. But um, what uh, do you have any concerts coming up to see in Chicago? I have nothing yet. I am uh, I'm very excited to uh, see some bands if they come through. The Menzingers have a tour and they have these blacked out dates that really look like Chicago, but I haven't looked into that. I've lo- I've noticed a lot of shows uh, for Chicago. They they come around this area, then they don't. The problem it is uh, the rules here are different. We've got different rules, but also we've got um, we've also got uh, Riot Fest. So a lot of people are just playing at that, and like legally, I don't know if you can play around. Can't here. promote it's so it. So yeah. fucking dumb. Well, also. Uh, the late shows for Lala have been announced, and uh, I'm sorry for what for the Lala Palooza. Oh, late you were going sh- you re- you went real insider on me there and called it Lala Lala Palooza. You just called it Lala. <laughs> Did you hear this guy? A laminate just appeared on your <laughs> on your neck as you said Lala. <laughs> Fucking Paul. And you know who uh, South is by. coming to Chicago? I hit South by and then Lala. Don't say who's South coming. By. Who's uh, coming to Chicago? Your boys Limp Biscuit are doing a late <sighs> show. Are you gonna go? If if you get can get us two tickets, I'll. I've go. already been asked. Uh, our good friend, uh, friend of the show, Joe Loizel, uh, is <laughs> today as we speak trying to get tickets. I wonder if he got it, but uh, I would love to go. They're playing. Uh, oh no, I forgot where it's at. But it's like a. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It didn't make sense. I'm like, oh, the yeah, Aragon Brawl Room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a small. I mean, it's a it's oh, a yeah. late show. So, nice. uh, um, I think it's a, like I want to say Metro, but I don't think it is Metro. I think maybe it that is would Metro. be. Pretty nice. Limp fucking <laughs> biscuit. That'd be pretty good. You know what's funny? When you mention Limp Biscuit, in, in, I have a joke where I mention them. And yeah. in Chicago or anywhere else in the world, it uh, everyone gets it. But when you do it in Florida, yeah, they're like, what's the joke? You just should have <laughs> just said the radio. I was listening to the radio the other day. 
it's uh there's two bands that i learned in my time retired in florida that that people in florida uh don't like you shitting on one is limbiscuit and guess who the other one is in florida in florida surprisingly uh uh, it's a joke that I make. You've probably heard. Uh, what yeah. it, is it like a Jimmy Buffett? It's an older band uh, from our. No, not that old. Like uh, I want to say, '90s band that we don't like on this show. Uh, from Florida, rhymes with Hatchbox. Oh, Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're 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 very protective I of Rob a, Thomas and the I crew. I got a heckler at a show. Where don't I you sh- dare bring up Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas's smash hit. I have a, a throwaway line in a joke where I said, my, you know, my dad's mad that I joined a band. I'm like, come on, dad. We're not we're not going to die of heroin. We're covering yeah. Matchbox 20. And a girl went fucking apeshit. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, wait. I, I've said it before on this. Uh, and I've said it before on this. I think it was on this podcast. I said it where the first joke I ever really wrote in my head was Rob Thomas said that he got the inspiration for the lyrics of smooth and he grabbed a sharpie and wrote it on his wife and i'm like i'd rather pass it at a party and have someone draw a dick on my face <laughs> and did, i said i think i gotta do did, i think i gotta do stand-up you did you uh you did love that uh paul before i leave well uh, let's we tell leave. people send us your list yes. i know some people have already sent the list paul marty makes at gmail.com yeah. uh send us your list if we got something wrong let us know via email don't tweet at us impossible Matt my Trufty. feed my feed matt my feed <laughs> is on, just buddy. buzzing with. he was mad about uh counting crows thing where i said i stopped listening to him yeah he, he, did you listen to any of the new stuff i did and i sent it to you yeah what'd you think uh i heard it on the radio i was in a car a rental i tried car. to like it really a lot and yeah. i'm still <laughs> there's yeah. one song where i sent to you uh you might not have had a chance to look at it, but he has like five references to old songs, I know. which they do a lot. You're I like, know. Come on. I was playing that. I think XRT was actually playing that, and Sarah was listening, and she goes like, "What is he saying?" or whatever. I'm like, "These are all old songs." And she just went like, "He's just trying to cool s- fucking squeeze them in." Speaking of cool, I'm gonna leave everybody with my. Thank you for uh, listening. This everyone. was this was one when I was done. I go, "How did I not have that on there?" Uh, this is our dedicated to our buddy Danny Callis, one of our favorite songs. Uh, this is a, a Chicago rapper, Serengeti, with the wonderful song Dennehy. This is just if you if you love Chicago even a little, you have to listen to this whole song. Serengeti, Dennehy. Uh, we'll let it play just a little bit before Paul fucking shuts it off. Paul's always he pays for internet time here, so he always <laughs> wants to save the. We money. have the studio, yeah. All right, it's gonna be back. Oh, Paul's into it. Paul's into it. This is you're gonna break people's hearts if you stop this. You gotta just go listen to the song. We're gonna leave you with a little cliffhanger. Come on back next week for more gems.